August 31st, Forbes announced five current trends in social media that will only get bigger, stating that social media is one of the biggest industries in the modern world. Due to their constant update, social media platforms continue to grow in popularity, showing no sign of slowing down. Social media is no longer limited to younger generations, but has now become popular across all age demographics and is an essential marketing tool. Other top headlines that pop up under social media this past week are common themes. For example, social media rises to the challenge of Hurricane Harvey. Two student suicides in two days, both following social media posts, leave Littleton community seeking answers. Three things tweens teens should do when they see bullying threats on social media. New high-tech fabric can share your social media posts. In a changing digital world that rejects God's existence, how conscious of God are we in our social lives, and what, if anything, should we do about the issues and trends we see in the headlines, especially relating to social media? The world has changed dramatically over the last 20 years, with the explosion of the internet and then social media. The pace of digital change is only accelerating as we enter what's called the fourth industrial revolution. The Internet of Things, IoT, is exploding, connecting everything from cars to light bulbs to the Internet. 3D bioprinting of tissues and organs is now under trial. But in other ways, today's digitalization trend, advanced by humanistic ideology, and the availability of information and entertainment like the world has never seen is increasingly distracting us from the things of God and challenging our faith. Academics, on the other hand, are suggesting that many of the world's problems can be solved through such achievements. We do not believe that this is true. It is God who will solve the world's problems as outlined in his divine plan. Despite the advancements that may be made, there are some things that only God will ever be able to change. We read in Revelation 21, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. So while it's true that much is changing, our God in the guidebook he has given us will not. We read in Malachi, For I am the Lord, I change not. And we read in James chapter 1, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So how should we respond to these changes? Well, first we need to learn to turn everything off, so that we can stop and meditate on the things of God as David did and centuries after him, as the great shepherd, our Lord Jesus, also did. But please, just wait a few more minutes until the end of this episode before turning off. <laughs> the Bible gives us timeless principles to live by, which can help us overcome the challenges 
that we face in our digital world. So do we fear God and remember him in all that we think and do? As failing sin-prone creatures, we struggle with this under the most favorable conditions, and so we must turn to the scriptures for encouragement and guidance. By having the Christ mind and the fear of God, we can overcome the pressures of the world and sin. Well, what about our environment? We may find that our environment contains influences or distractions which are getting in the way of developing God consciousness. It may be necessary to change our environment in some way. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 26 indicates that this can become a life and death issue. You shall not bring an abominable thing into your house and become devoted to destruction like it. You shall utterly detest and abhor it, for it is, a, for it is devoted to destruction. Well, what, are we to, what do we bring into our lives that we would be better off without? That's really the question we want to ask ourselves, isn't it? As far as the internet is concerned, do we think about the fact that the Lord knows what content is displayed on the screens in our homes? Things that he is coming to eradicate from the earth, perhaps. We do not need to overcome what we can simply get rid of. Paul says in Romans, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Well, if we do not have internet filtering installed, we should do so to protect not only ourselves, but also anyone in our homes. Filtering is available for mobile devices as well these days. Please refer to the article on overcoming in the digital age in the July 2017 issue of the Bible magazine for the full commentary on this subject. So what about social media? We read in Proverbs 13, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. It is hard to think of a better application of this proverb than to social media. Although technology like social media can be a wonderful tool to keep in touch with family and friends, it can also result in bullying and isolation, issues which have been experienced by young people and which were um, behind the headlines that we referred to earlier include isolation, peer pressure, anxiety, depression, the sense of unworthiness, and low self-esteem. Social media on the other hand, is also used as a tool to meet new friends or to reconnect with old friends. This can be good, but there is particularly a danger in meeting people online, as we will be aware from crime news stories we've heard. We must be aware of what our children are doing online and who they are communicating with to avoid this kind of issue. Teens, as well as many adults, I'm sure, appear to be addicted to being liked. And let's face it, who wouldn't want to have their posts liked? As an aside, though, we also need to think carefully about what we like and who we follow. For example, we should think about what it will say about us before we like posts which are promoting off-color or sensual messages or ideas which may compromise our biblical position as followers of Christ. 
We also find that teens experience emotional fallout or feeling less than in comparison to pretty or popular peers. There's also a danger from echo chambers, a subgroup of social media sites that can be found where you can be validated and negatively encouraged with all kinds of unpleasant things, eating disorders, self-harm behaviors, and suicidal ideation. Social media is also known to be used as a bait for porn, for example, on Twitter, and may be a component and may also be a component in online gaming. In an article that um, I came across recently entitled Why Social Media is Not Smart for Middle School Kids, and I would say kids in general, seven helpful suggestions are given for parents under a subheading, How Can Kids Slow Down? And so I'll share those seven uh, pointers with you. The first one, delay access. Develop personal, authentic relationships first. Follow their accounts. Social media privacy is a lie. As we may know as adults, nothing is private in the digital world. And so it should not be private to parents either. Create family accounts instead of individual accounts for our kids. Allow social media only on large screens. The more secret the access, the more potential for bad choices. Number five, keep a sharp eye on the clock because we know that our kids will not. Number six, plan face-to-face -face time with their friends. Help them learn how to plan real and personal social get-togethers. And number seven, spend more real non-tech time together. Our children need to feel like they can come home and leave the drama of their social world behind for a few hours. Now, what may surprise some is that even Bill Gates, the co-founder of Microsoft, did not allow his kids access to smartphones until they turned 14. And Apple co-founder Steve Jobs had a similar approach. Asked if his children liked the original iPad shortly after its launch, Mr. Jobs said, They haven't used it. We limit how much technology our kids use at home. Well, if this is the world's wisdom on the matter, what about those of us who should be applying biblical wisdom? Scripture also gives us some excellent guidance relevant to social media. In Exodus chapter 3, we're instructed not to circulate a false report or follow a crowd to do evil, and to keep ourselves far from a false matter. Something that's maybe not easy to do on social media. And Matthew chapter 6, Beware of practicing your piety before men in order to be seen by them, who, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. The whole idea of being liked on social media seems to kind of go against that passage, doesn't it? And James chapter 3, But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. And Second Corinthians chapter 6, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And so even online we want to have friends that have the same standards as we do. So how can we protect ourselves and our families? That's really the question that we now come down to. 
Well, we read in Philippians chapter 2, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And that's really the key overriding principle. But there's some practical pointers that we can recommend for consideration. The first, as parents, we can't afford to hope for the best. Knowing what our nature is like, trusting the old man, even ourselves, is not a good idea. We must be proactive and take action. Second, if a problem already exists, especially with signs of addiction, we should curtail access as appropriate. Scripture says, if your eye offends you, we know what we need to do. And installing a Wi-Fi device with blocking parental controls built in is a, a really good idea. For example, the Netgear Nighthawk has this capability. Not to do so is very unwise, regardless of family ages. Also, put blockers on iPads, iPods. Use the fa um, Apple's family settings or similar to block adult content on devices and web browsers where possible. Next, permit use by children under full supervision. Don't just leave them to find their way around and to discover things that may be harmful to them. Shut off internet access and Wi-Fi at bedtime until morning. Um, do not allow electronic devices in bedrooms or other unsupervised places. Put passwords on all computers and phones, etc., so that you can control the access. And last, set the expectation that you'll be checking internet history at any time and make sure you do. And of course, Wi-Fi logs can also be checked. Well, a new mode of thinking is required to enable us to overcome these challenges, and that's true for kids as well. Our actions are the result of a process, and this is something that we need to help our families with. First mental from reading God's word, then moral, and finally physical. This means we must overcome our natural mode of thinking characterized by the old man. And we read Paul's words in Ephesians chapter 4, that you put away as concerning your former manner of life, the old man, which waxes corrupt after the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new man, which after God has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Instead, then, we must develop the new man, a new mode of thinking, the mind of Christ. Paul says in Ephesians 2, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If we overcome the old man and develop the new man that we're talking about, our love of God will grow, and we will then have the strength to serve our God and to overcome the challenges we face. We read in um, 2 Timothy 2, If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified or made holy, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. So he instructs us, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And notice that last part, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. In Proverbs 8, we read, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. All things that um, are applicable in the context of what we've been talking about. It says the fear of the Lord is to. The fear of the Lord should therefore move us to action. 
to change to be more godlike, and to remove evil from our home environment. If we know we need to change, but do not seem to have the will to do so, the solution may be simple. The secret sauce is the Word of God. We must give our ear to the quiet hearing of God's Word as often as possible. The question is whether we are prepared to make this a priority, or whether we will be like the rich man who knew what he needed to do, but was unwilling to make the sacrifice for his eternal good. Reading from Matthew 19, verse 22, But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. He didn't want to change. We pray the Father will show us mercy and strengthen us to overcome in these last days. For we read in Revelation 3, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. So keep watching for the Bible and the news, so that together we can overcome the challenges that we face. This has been Daniel Billington joining you this week.